What are you listening to? You don't know that the guys are putting I know that. No, this is one that I know. Tom Brady's bordering now on Godlike. You gotta put the bourbon down and go to a doctor. He's... What's up, everybody, and welcome to Bump and Run. I'm Pete Colisano, joined as always by my friend Scott Bracey. What's going on, dude? Good afternoon, buddy, on a rainy Thursday afternoon in it LA is. City. Indeed it is. How is it up by you right now? Cloudy, uh, and the rain clouds are coming in, and it looks like we're going to get pissed on later on tonight. I see you have a uh, golf preparedness shirt on today. Wash your balls. Always wash your balls. It's important. Yeah, hygiene. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Women love it. Men Any, love it if you're into that kind of thing, hey, whatever it is. Each you know? to his own, right? I'm not judging. Mm-hmm. It's not my mm-hmm. business. Not my business. It's 2021, man. Go for it. Indeed. Um, do you have any plans for playing anytime soon? Playing this weekend? Uh, I'm playing Sunday. Nice. Where are you playing? On a course I haven't played before. Oh, cool. Uh, it's, called, it's called Hickory Hill up in Warwick. I don't know that one. Uh, it kind of, it was kind of, it wasn't last minute. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of a surprise for someone. I don't want to kind of give oh, cool. it away. No, no, um, no. We're good. So, we're good. Yeah. So what is just, um, and I had more than one tea time and there's the only thing back to back I could find on like a week notice. So right. figure what the hell, give it a shot. I heard good things about it. So cool. Well, good luck with that. And I hope you have Thank a you, good sir. round. How about yourself? I have no plans for golf. A beach day tomorrow though. As, uh, assuming Good. the weather holds up each day tomorrow, I am very white. If it looks like I'm white on the screen, if you're watching live on Facebook or if you ever get a chance to watch live on Facebook or on, on YouTube, I'm whiter than what you see in the screen. Like, I'm very, very white. <laughs> so I have quite the elaborate umbrella set up. Ours is called a cool cabana. It's actually bigger than a regular umbrella. It's quite a thing. Uh, lots of sunscreen, lots of cover, a little bit of sun. And uh, and that's enough. A lot for of me. booze. The children and the wife, they 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 you know, just go out. They love the sun. They have a good time. I kind of stay covered. I'm a with you, bit. dude. I got I got Very the same well. exact situation. Yeah. SBF a thousand, please. Yeah, I do the best Alex. I can. I do I do the best I can, but <laughs> I'm just very white. So listen, we've been we've been wondering what the Yankees were gonna do. Um, you had asked actually a couple weeks ago whether or not they would even be sellers. Now, I did hear a rumor today that maybe we'll get to in a minute, um, but they did make a trade as a buyer. And yes. I was just curious, uh, your thoughts on bringing in Joey Gallo? I mean, he's a 25 home run hitter at this point. I, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to play right field. Is that what we're thinking? He's going to play left field. Left field. Sorry, left field. Um, your thoughts on that? Well, um, Short story is I like it. I think he's going to be – they need a left-handed bat. We've talked about that for weeks. Put him Very right, important. bat third, bat fifth, bat whatever you want to put him, bat second. Um, you got some options. He can play a bunch of positions. Left field's his primary position. He's had play – he's played a ton in right. He can play first. He can play third. He can play center if you want to go judge and right and Stanton if he ever gets his vagina out in left field. I was going to ask you if he's in left, where's Stanton? And I guess that puts him on back of DH, although he's been recently talking about getting back out in the field. So I was curious. Yeah, he's got. they got some options. This guy opens up a lot of things for them. Um, I think the question you were going to ask me is Luke Voigt now might be on the way out. That's what I heard today. I heard they were open to so, they were listening to trade talks. 
trade offers, I should say. Luke Voigt might be on his way out, and I think as much as I like him and uh, the guys the guy played hard and hurt last year and then the year before, I just don't think there's a spot in the team anymore. And then he's another right-handed guy who's always hurt, and we have enough of those guys as it is. Yeah, loaded with him. So, it is a shame because I, like I just feel – I've always felt like he's a Yankee. He's just one of those guys that comes across as a Yankee. Um, yes. Like he fits yes. well. He's a grinder. I just – I don't know. I've always liked his style, like this way about doing things. I like his intensity because he's a pretty intense dude. But you're 100% right. The fact is he's just not on the field enough, you know. Production-wise, you can't complain. Like there's a lot to like there about Luke Voigt, but it's just, you know – Got to be on the field, dude. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Like, if Odor Odor gives you just enough production uh, at second base with a left-handed bat, DJ could play everywhere. You put him at yes. first, and then you got your left. You got you got Glaber and Geo. And even if you get a shortstop, you can still move Odor to the bench. You got a good you got a good pinch hitter off the bench. Move Glaber back to second. DJ can still play first, and then you're ready to go. So they have options. This move opens up some stuff for them, and getting a void opens up some more stuff for them. Uh, they got Severino and Kluber now throwing some some rehab games, which is a great sign. Chapman looks like he's getting a little bit back to normal. Oh goodness! Uh, they won two great games the other the last two nights, and then today they got walloped. So it's like it, they, they, they take two steps forward and then another one back. It's, yeah, I mean we talked about so, it. They're gonna they're really they really need like you know, and you can't judge this based on three games, but they really need like a fifteen out of twenty kind of run. Something something in that neighborhood, you know, 25 out of 32 games, something like that to really, I don't know, I think to even convince fans, maybe even frankly to convince themselves that they're really a playoff team, number one, but more so a contender. Like it's going right. to, it's going to take, I mean, I mean, that's just the way it is, right? I mean, you can't just, you're not a nine, you're, if you're nine and six, nobody thought the Washington football team was a real uh, a championship contender yet last year, even right. though they made the playoffs. It, there's a difference between being a playoff team and being a, a contender for a championship. Sure. And right now, nobody Absolutely. believes that the Yankees are a contender. A lot of people think they no. can make the playoffs, but that doesn't mean they're a contender. And so they got some work to no. do in that area. And, and and then you have the you have the the game one playoff wild card game, and anything could happen. That's we've lost it, we've won it, we've been down, we've come back. We got, so that game just great. And and you really want to pitch Garrett Cole in that game? I mean, you have to. You do, but but then your 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 back's against the wall going forward. Right, you don't have them to start. Yeah, exactly. especially with questionable guys coming off the IL. So yeah, in the end, you got to win today on a situation like that. You have to win the day, so it doesn't matter. Like because if you lose Correct. that game, Correct. saving him Correct. for There's game no one doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely, exactly, exactly. So um, the trade's positive. I agree with you. I, th I think it, it's going to boost a little energy. Uh, the guy's a phenomenal outfielder. He's a good hitter. He's going to strike out, but that's the league now. It is anyway. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't know a lot of ground ball double plays, which has been the Yankees bugaboo all year. What's his so batting average? Do you know what his batting average is? Yeah, I think like 240. He's another one of those, man. Just another not... guy, man. They're, they're just all over the league now, dude. It, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, But it, it's going to give a little boost, and we'll stay in the next two days if they do anything else. They move Voight. Maybe they get another – maybe they get a reliever. Maybe they get a, a shortstop. Who knows? But the the, the, the view – the deal for Gallo, though, they didn't give any way, didn't give any top fifteen prospects. I heard. Okay. They gave him on five or six guys, and they got they got another reliever in return with Gallo. That's a major league ready guy. So you think this was more of like a salary dump for them? They just wanted to get something. Well, they're eating some of the money too, which I heard, which is bananas. So I, I didn't huh. really read the whole detail of it this morning because the last night I went to bed and it was still kind of it was ninety five percent done. It wasn't locked in yet. Right. Um. But they're eating some of the money, I think, for the reliever this year, if that makes any sense. 
Um, but Gallo's locked in for another year next year, so he'll be a Yankee next, the whole year next year as well. So, But then the Yankees as a whole have a lot of decisions to make. You know, They still have Hicks. Judge is going to be a free agent. Um, they got to pay Glaber and Gary at some point too. Down Judge the road will be a they... free agent, huh? Yeah. What's up, Eddie? Glad you're tuning in, bud. Eddie. So we'll see. That's going to take a whole uh, lot of cash. Well, you know, a lot of people are saying they shouldn't even do it. Ah, you got to do it. <laughs> you got a you whole know, section you know, in the outfield named after the guy. You got to sign him, man. Last night's game, you know, they he was in the lineup and then he got scratched. He's banged so up again. Like, oh my god! They're like, oh my god! Is he in the trade? Like, what's uh, going on? And they're like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> and like, who are you getting for? Well, like, now that's a different story. If yeah. they did, if they pulled off some kind of trade, and if it was for the right name for the right player, that's a different story. Or the right players, for sure. Point. Well, yeah, I would want. I would want someone pretty marquee in return. Sure. I oh, mean, yeah. I, I don't know who. I don't know how that how that would work or who it would be. I have I've heard nothing, so I'm not even trying to start shit. I'm just saying, like. No, I know. I. I, I, I don't. I don't just want a bundle of of nice players or something for Aaron Judge. Like I want a star. I want someone who's going to immediately have an impact and is probably signed for the next three, four, five years. That's that's what you're looking for. No, I, but I agree with you too, because like, what are you going to do? You're going to trade Judge and you can put Stan and fuck right field and he plays well, three yeah, games. That's what I'm saying. Like, come on. Like you're just you're just some. And then if you get gal like your addition, you're just doing that. Yeah. So you want to so. Uh, we'll see. I just hope it sparks them a little bit. They got a couple games now. Marlins, Blue Jays, stuff. So, oh, he's yelling at you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk too much. You got nothing to worry about, Eddie. Um, all right. Well, we'll see yeah, what so. happens. We'll see what happens with that. Always, you know, you, you're hoping for the best with every trade that happens. Uh, speaking about hoping for the best, the Jets finally, uh, after quite a long time, way too long. Uh, I thought we were going to come on today and talk about how the Jets had not signed, had not yet signed Zach Wilson, but in fact they did. Just uh, I don't know. I was within, hoping. Yeah, within a couple hours before we we started recording. And uh, what's sick about this? So let me just start off by saying it really he missed a day or two days of camp, and it's it means absolutely nothing because these are two days that were no pads. I think one day was just kind of show up and sign in. Uh, the second day was just kind of like loosen up, run around. He's missed nothing. Let's put it that way. He's missed nothing. Pads, they don't start practicing with pads until Monday. Uh, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he might be right. Loves throwing a tie in there. He loves, always loves having a tie. Um, so it doesn't matter. What bothers me is that, you know, from, from what's come out about this, this, the, the, the fact that they finally signed, there's no special language. There's no. There's nothing special that was coming about this. It ends up being like a total boilerplate rookie first round contract, and it just begs the question: like, who was kind of the asshole here? Like, who who was who was like trying to push things uh, where they don't belong? And I got to be honest with you, I got to go with Zach Wilson's people. Zach Wilson isn't negotiating his own contract, so this is this doesn't fall on Zach Wilson's shoulders. Um, because every other uh, uh, Vera Tucker signed. He was one of the first rookies to sign with the Jets, and uh, Elijah, what's his face? He signed too. Moore. Elijah Moore signed too. So it doesn't seem like Joe Douglas is trying to like put some crazy wording into Zach Wilson's contract. And it turned out that that wasn't the case. It just was something you know 
that Zach Wilson's people they wanted they didn't get, and they end up signing. Uh, this ends up being nothing, so I don't want to make too much of it. Um, I know it, it would have been a lot more fun for me if he wasn't signed like, oh, next week and stuff. It would have been great, but you're right, it's nothing. It's just so weird though how the Jets are always like the last one on the parade here. And, and I know you love Joe Douglas, and I do too, and stuff. But and, and he can't get any blame because there's no there's no emergency here. Nothing happened, but both sides were stupid. Because like well, maybe we ago, everything's slotted though. What do you what did you what do it's you all, want more than that? So what the Jets really guaranteed wanted to money? do? What the Jets want? No, it's fully guaranteed. The first four years are fully guaranteed. Like your rookie contract. Then, that, then it was stupid. What the Jets wanted to what the. Um, Zach Wilson wanted his entire signing bonus paid up front. And the Jets wanted to be able to defer some of the money off into the future years because there's a salary cap. That's not unusual. This is not something that like teams don't do. Every team, this is what everybody does because everybody's dealing with the salary cap. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Yes, and sir. they both and that's what I'm saying. In the end, they both well, Zach basically Zach Wilson's camp didn't get what they were going for and it's a boy. It's a total boilerplate contract, and it was just nonsense. And like I said, it's not going to matter. I got to be honest with you. What's a bigger deal to me right now is you have three quarterbacks in the quarterback room for the Jets right now that have a total of zero starts in the NFL, and it bothers me a little bit. Um, Baby, <laughs> what's Coach up, Cooney. Coach Cuny? Showing up, popping in. What's going on, Cune? Um, you know they have zero. Zero players with any starts. They have no experience, no one to lean on, no one to say, hey, this is what it's like. Hey, no one to say, like, and on top of that, your quarterback guru, Greg Knapp, passes away, gets killed in a bicycle accident. Like, yeah, that was, what a disaster. Like, what a disaster that personally. That's just bananas, a bicycle accident. Like, it's, it's yeah. just, ah, it's sad as can possibly be. Thanks, and, coach. Um, and, but, the, you know, and then you got some guys getting cut by other teams, and they're not signing them. And I'm thinking, Ian, man, Dude. even just for camp, you would want to have, like, some kind of veteran presence in that quarterback room, and they just don't have it. And that bothers me I, more than anything. I wrote these names down, and I kind of laughed as I wrote both names down. Mike White and James Morgan, are they, are they bowlers? <laughs> What, what, what? They're your backup quarterbacks, dude. dude. That, that's not gonna last. You gotta think. Listen, the thing is, I wouldn't even mind if one of them was actually the backup, especially Morgan, because I seen, uh, I actually like him. Okay, um, but you gotta have somebody else in there to to show the ropes of what it's like to be a pro. Who's the guy leading the leading the room in, in during coaches' meetings? Who's the guy saying like, here's how you take notes. Here's how you carry yourself on the field. Who's right. the guy that's in practice when Zach Wilson kind of zones out that freaking pushes him, you know, pats him in the ass and says, get going, man. This one's on you. Like yep. at that, yep, of, to be honest with you, of all the things with the Jets, you know, the, the, the Jets have done this year. And I like all of it. Like I am thrilled with everything that's been going on with the Jets within the last, I don't know. You want to say like six, seven, eight months. I don't know whatever the hell it is. Basically, since that's January, fair, and, and then fair. if you include Joe Douglas, okay. Um, I love it. I love it all. I love the drafts. I love the free agent signings. I, I I like everything about it. This one thing I have like a just a huge problem with. I have a huge problem with it. Um, and, and you know the funny thing is, more than anything at this position. Like, if it was just a bunch of defensive tackles, whatever. Like, because right. you can get a yeah. linebacker to be a leader for a defensive tackle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't get a running back 
to be a leader for the quarterback, you know? So this one really, really bothers me. Yeah. It makes and, me nervous, and, and, and I just and don't like coach, it. Your head, your head coach isn't a quarterback, so you don't have And that he's a rookie, too. I know, man. It's – yeah. I mean, you got to think Foles is coming your way or somebody that – like, um, I heard another name the other day. I forgot who it was. I should have wrote it down. Um – well, there's a couple guys out there that they've been talking to, or at least you know the reports are, hey, this guy was cut. That maybe the Jets will bring him in, and they haven't. I see. Seen... Go ahead. You guys really should have thought about keeping Flacco. Well, I think he was probably a little too expensive. I don't necessarily disagree with you. It depends on what he wanted. Um, it, you need a Josh McCown. I mean, you need that yes, kind of Eddie, guy. Yes, Eddie, yep, Eddie, thank you. Josh Johnson, yes. Yes. Okay. That's the guy. But, and is he good? No. Is he? No. You're not hiring we, him to be a starter. No. You, you know, even if Zach Wilson gets hurt, you're not then going to win games. You're not thinking win games. I'm talking about someone who can be a the leader and show him the, the ropes of being a pro. The meetings, the practices, yes. the showing up on time. Dude, think about playbook. this. You have a They're rookie head coach. Course. You have a rookie head coach. You have a rookie first-time play caller at offense coordinator. I love both. I mean, I love both. I'm thrilled with yeah. both, okay? But they're both doing what they're doing for the first time. Now, Michael Floor has been passing game coordinator for the Niners, and he may have, you know, had influence on some play calling. Who knows? But he's not calling down in, down out. He wasn't calling the place 49ers. He's just doing this for the first time. So you have a rookie head coach, a rookie offensive coordinator. Your quarterback guru just, you know, just died in a bicycle accident, for God's sake. And your and your starting quarterback is a rookie, and you have no pros. You have no professionals showing any of them the ropes. And that makes me no, very you gotta, nervous. You, you got to put a little bit of that on Joey Day, dude. I d absolutely do. No, this is not a little. All yeah. of it. I put all of this on Joe right. Douglas. As I said, of everything, I like I know everything they've ever done. I have no complaints about any of it. I mean, none really of any kind of consequence. This one, I got a problem with this, dude. And, I, and what I fear is, I mean, we've, I've said this to you multiple times. This is a division with three of the, I don't know, six best defensive coaches in the league. You have three, like, really good defensive coaches. Belichick, uh, what's his name down there in Miami? Um, yeah, that guy. Holy shit. And, I'm drawing a blank with you, too. And in Buffalo, uh, what the hell is his name, too? I'm, I'm just totally losing my mind. Uh, McDermott, right? In Buffalo. McDermott in Buffalo, and uh, I can't remember the guy's name down in uh, whatever. They, you have three excellent. Brian, Brian Flores. Brian, Brian, Flores. Brian Flores. You have three excellent defensive coaches, and oh, by the way, three, two or three very good defensive teams with a rookie head coach, rookie offense coordinator, rookie starting quarterback, and no, no experienced quarterback in the quarterback room. Dude, that's a failure of that's a failure of your GM. It just is. Yep. I mean, it just yeah. is. Now, yeah. if they do something sure. about that within the next, uh, I'm gonna say to do, within the next two 10, weeks, ten days, ten days, fourteen days, dude. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't want to keep going on this. Uh, that's no, I, I would say within. I think your timeline is right. Within the next ten to fourteen days, you need to. Re, you really do need to get someone in. I don't care if you cut them when the season starts. You got to get someone in there for for until until the season starts. I would not. There's no reason to have White on this team. There's absolutely no reason whatsoever. He's never going to play no. ever ever ever. Morgan was a draft pick of theirs. Okay. So so he they okay. picked him 2 years ago. Or was it last year? It might have been last year. I like got a 6 round pick. I'm just saying they drafted him so I get it. That's a I think he's actually a Joe Douglas pick. 
Um, so I get keeping him. I, I don't. I, there's no reason to stick with White and zero starts among all of them, and it just bothers me. It bothers me a lot. It this should, is a problem. This is this is really a problem. So, I mean, it is what it is. I hope they do something about it. But um, well, happy Zach Wilson day to you, sir. And uh, three thirteen <laughs> and one looks pretty good. <laughs> that's not, unfortunately, I don't know if that's too far off. I do have a sense. He, here's what I here's what I I can tell you. Um, all the reports that have come in from off-season free agent signings and guys who were here last year, the younger guys that are here from last year. I shouldn't even say that. That's not fair. C.J. Mosley, Carl Lawson, uh, Quinn Williams, uh, some of the guys, Mackay Becton. You listen to some of the things that you're hearing about Robert Sala. I cannot express how important it is. Hey, what's up, Lee? Thanks for, Hi, thanks Lee. for checking in. What a great last name. <laughs> looks familiar yeah you've seen that one before um i can't tell you how much of a difference it makes when the, the team believes in their coach because there's a there's a difference when you're willing to run through a wall for a guy or when you're like eh, this guy's kind of whatever i'm gonna run out of bounds here on second yeah. i mean come yeah. on we've seen it a million times with parcells as soon as he goes to a new team they instantly play better the, it, the personnel hasn't changed much in that first year and they're just better I mean, this happens with great coaches. We've seen it a thousand times. Nick Saban shows. I remember, I think I've told you this. I remember when Nick Saban first left the Dolphins. At, was it the Dolphins? Yes. Was it, it was the Dolphins. And and he signs with Alabama. At the time, Alabama was really struggling for like a number of years. They had had a rough yes, going since Gene Spellings. Yeah. And I remember people, all the reports were, what a terrible move. Alabama is not what Alabama used to be. Like, you're just not going to turn Alabama into what Alabama used to be. And yeah. he absolutely did. <laughs> you know, great coaches are great coaches for a reason. And it's not just because of their X's and O's. I mean, that's just the way it is. So um, I, I have a lot of um, uh, it, it gives me like some good feelings of what I'm hearing about their coach. OK, I'll leave it at that. It doesn't mean sure. anything yeah. yet. I'm just saying, yeah. when you hear guys that are excited to play for a guy, it matters, especially in football, but it matters in all sports. I also heard C.J. Mosley speak yesterday to the media, and they asked him about the Wilson situation, and he was like a like a pro. He goes, hey, man, that's business. That's none of my business. He goes, "It's a he's got to do what he's got to do. We've all been there. I've been there. He'll be here. You know, we liked what we saw out of him in the spring. So no one was panicking yet or anything yeah. like that. So. Let me let me say this about C.J. Mosley, because it's easy to like, I don't want to say write it off as no big deal. This guy really hasn't played as a Jet yet. He's played what one game? I think he one played and one and a half game games. and a half. Yeah, yeah. When he was with Baltimore, dude, he was basically, if not the Stop. best, one of the three best middle linebackers in all of football. Yep. Uh, I, he, I'm assuming he's healthy, and I'm assuming he's rested. Okay, you <laughs> had some had some time <laughs> off now. Just hope he's in shape. Dude, that can make he, – he can – you know, they have a pretty damn good defensive line. And with C.J. Mosley in the middle there, I'm I'm telling you something. Don't be surprised if the Jets, defensively especially, are, are better than you th than people might have thought. Okay. All right, 5-12. and 12. That's all. That might be – listen, I said six wins, so. <laughs> and I think I'd be happy with six, to be honest with you. Speaking of camp, we had two guys show up to camp yesterday or within the last couple of days that I don't know that 
I don't think there was anybody of the all the know-it-alls that uh, thought that they were going to be there. So, of course, the know-it-alls, as usual, know nothing. You and I, on the other hand, we told you what was going to happen. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers showed up for camp. They worked out some kind of deal. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But maybe a little more surprising, but not terribly surprising to me, is that Deshaun Watson also showed up at camp. Um, his is a little more surprising to me simply because his is, is, is also, he wanted out and he had all these insane legal issues, which were, yeah, still uh, does. It, it's, it slicks up, it greases up this situation a lot more because he can tr- want trades all he wants. It's very difficult for a team to make a trade when they don't know what his status is going to be. Not only did he show up, he's participating. Yeah, absolutely. Like full go. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, be careful. So we'll see. Be careful. <laughs> well, listen. What is he? What choice does he have? You want to get fined fifty thousand dollars a day? No. Well, I, no. Listen, and then the other side of it is, if you don't play, like, don't you? You kind of want to showcase yourself a little, right? Yes. You want people yeah. to see, like, hey, I'm ready. I'm I'm good. Things are gonna work out. The rumors are that they're trying to work out, you know, financial packages for the mm-hmm. ladies that given the given the specialized massages. The midsection washed ball I'm not, massage. I'm not touching this one at all. Keep going, bud. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> telling you. I, I haven't seen the defense's notes, but I'm just saying there was some details that are pretty salacious and whatever. You got to do what you got to do. Um, uh, walking around walking around the Brajol. But the, uh, well, listen, if you got it, flaunt it, right? Um, well... <laughs> On the other side of that same thing is though, if he, if he does go out there, let's not forget that a couple of years ago he tore his ACL in practice. You know, it wasn't in a game; it was in practice. So if he were to get hurt during practice, not that I'm saying somebody's gonna take a shot at him or anything like that. I just mean, shit happens sometimes, right? Well, those those were injuries that are non-contact. Oh, like that's, if something were to happen like that, then you know, then that trade value is gone like instantly, and both both him and the team are screwed. So that's. That's a very interesting one. The one that's not so interesting to me is the Aaron Rodgers thing. Uh, So Aaron Rodgers shows up. They reworked his contract so that this year and next year, I believe, are guaranteed. Everybody thought that the con when when this first when he first showed up, or he's like, oh, he'll play this year and he'll be done. It's not what the contract says. That's not what they worked out. He will still be under contract for the uh, Packers in the 2022 season. Now, I said to you, I think it was last week, I said, I think what will happen is he'll come to camp and he'll play this year and they'll trade him in the offseason. You cannot trade him now. And you couldn't trade him when he first decided to tell everybody that because you don't know what you're getting. But when the season's over, if you find out that the Houston Texans have the number one pick in the draft or the Jets have the number. Could you imagine if, like, the Houston Houston Texans have, like, uh, uh, win five games? It's not totally absurd, especially if Deshaun Watson plays. Yeah. Um, if they had five wins and say the Jets have three and Jacksonville has four, or let's say Jacksonville has three and the Jets have four, would would one of those two teams or one of those three teams be will? They all have quarterbacks. Or I should. I'm talking more about um, Jacksonville and the Jets. You both have their quarterback. Would they be willing to trade the first well, over? Well, suppose he sold his Green Bay. They have what? 
quarterback waiting in the wings. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, at the end of the season, yeah, no, you'll no, know yeah. if it's the first pick in the draft, second pick in the draft. You'll know if you're if you traded with Houston right now. Hell, Aaron Rodgers might make them a, a seven, eight, nine, ten win team, and you don't know where you're picking. Whereas when you wait till the end of the season, you know exactly where you're picking. No, I know what you mean. My, my point is, why do the Packers want to trade back for a quarterback? Or they just want the draft pick, you're saying? I think they just – I would just want the pick. Take the pick? Yeah, of course. I just want the pick unless you have that – now, again, I'm not in there, and I don't I don't know if they what kind of faith they have in Jordan Love. Um, right. Maybe they have enough. I really don't know. But – uh, you want the pick, right? Unless, again, we've I've ta- I've mentioned this trade to you. I would absolutely trade him to Las Vegas and bring in Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a top ten quarterback in this league, probably closer to ten. Uh, but I think he's a top ten or, quarterback or fifteen. But that's I don't right. I disagree. I think he's but you like it. You like Dak better than him. I like Carr better than Dak. Uh, that's just me. He's got higher higher um, completion percentage. I, he just throws more, you know, fewer fewer interceptions. He's better in the fourth quarter. All those kind of things. Um, so, but you put Derek Carr on this roster. I think they win a lot of games. I think they still win a lot of games, and I think he actually fits the system very well. I think he fits the Green Bay system very well. Um, but but that's. Let's talk for another day. I think that happens at the end of the season because you want to okay. see who lands where. What if it's yeah. Detroit? What if Detroit is the worst team in the league and they have a number one pick? Uh, not that Green Bay and Detroit would do it, but you, but you see what I'm saying? Like You want to see what you're getting, especially when you're giving up a top three you know, talent in the league, <coughs> not just quarterback. Like He's top three talent in the league. You want specifics on what you're getting back. Well, it also helps too for them, and to my point, with Jordan Love is you're going to see a ton of them all, all August. Rodgers is going to play in a preseason. You wouldn't imagine for sure. Love's going to, Love's going to get so many snaps, oh. and then you can see, and then and, he should. and then and then that goes even further to your point. All right, maybe he's the guy. Maybe we see, maybe he's not the guy. So yeah, this was a problem yeah. last year, right? Year, because you didn't have this preseason Rogers. last year. Jordan right. Love didn't have OTAs. He didn't have. They barely had a preseason leading into this leading into the regular season. Did they even play preseason games last year? I don't think no. so, right? So, like, he had okay. zero opportunities to do that. Um, I just, I, I never, I never believed that Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to play, and I never believed yeah. that they were going to trade him now because it's just too many unknowns. If you traded him to Miami, what pick do you get? Yeah, it's a, it's a first round pick, but you don't know if it's 12, ten 18. or or thirty. Yeah. Is Aaron Rodgers good enough to make the Miami Dolphins a, a Super Bowl contender? I think so. I think they're that close. I don't think so. You're higher on them than I am too. But. I just because I think they have an elite defense. They have a top ten defense for sure. They had a top five defense last year, so they have a top ten defense. They picked up Will Fuller. They picked up Waddle. Right? Didn't they draft Waddle? Yep. They did. <laughs> yeah, they got a pretty decent offensive line, dude. They got they're talented. They got my boy Mike Jacecki at tight end for sure. He's very good. I like him. Very good. Very so good. I think Aaron Rodgers absolutely makes them a contender. I think yet he almost makes them. Hmm. You can make an argument that he makes them the best team in the division. I was going to ask you that, sir. Because I think Miami has a better defense than Buffalo, and now you uh, you have you, at, at worst case scenario, worst case you have wow, as good out. you have as good a quarterback. And you were feisty today on uh, the 29th of July. You were throwing out some bold statements. Well, do you think that is really? Buffalo's defense Buffalo's, was average I think, last I think, year. I think Buffalo. I think Buffalo's awesome. I think Buffalo's very good. 
But their defense wasn't great last year. It wasn't a special defense. It was special enough. They won what? I mean, well, they beat up on the Jets well, twice. You know, they, we'll see. We'll see. And Josh Allen was amazing. A 69, 69% completion percentage is nice. That, that, that does help. From the year before, he had 56%. So <laughs> that's not the defense. Um, oh, by the way, he was their best running back, and he's their quarterback. I mean, yeah, that they get, me. they're, that, not per- that they're not a perfect team. I'm just saying Miami, if you're asking me, is a more complete team. The one thing they're missing is a quarterback. And if you put Aaron Rodgers there, holy shit. But you have to put the right package together, you know? Can I ask you a question? Of course you can. That's what we're here for. Who's to his backup there now? I don't know. I don't either. Certainly, I, I, certainly not Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was nice to fall back on when Tua sucked. It can't be Matt Moore or any one of those guys, right? Is it possible? To, hold on. Hold I the don't phone. Think so. Don't I, you have I, one I, of those on. little smart mini machines? I'm looking it up because that's going to drive me nuts. So, uh, you know, everybody on TV, oh, Aaron Rodgers won this deal. Aaron Rodgers. So here's the other thing while you're looking that up. The Aaron Rodgers forced Green Bay to bring to make a trade for uh, Cobb, a receiver that used to be uh, used to be on Green Bay. Went to Dallas. I think he ended up getting traded from Dallas. Hasn't been productive in three years. Basically, you got an answer for me? I like this backup. Go ahead. You have no. You have no guess. No. Jacoby Brissett. That's a, that is a good backup. Yeah, it is. He might be better than the starter. But they could be in the exact same situation they were in last year, quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So you're putting it. It does. Oh, my God. It does. Um, so they brought in – so they traded for Randall Cobb because because uh, Aaron, this was a way to basically appease Aaron Rodgers to show that, yes, yes, we do care about what you think. And what's interesting about this, my first thought was, what happens when Randall Cobb sucks? Oh, he's going to. Do we then say to Aaron Rodgers, see, you shouldn't be pulling the strings when it comes to making trades because you don't know what you're talking about. I don't think anybody's going to say that. But well, you should. Does he just want to hang out with his friends at this point? Like, what, do you want to get this is what better? I'm saying. I, it's so stupid, This man. is what I'm saying. Do your job. Do your job. I And again, I'm going to drive this friggin' message into the ground every goddamn week. Stop saying he wants what Tom Brady has. Tom Brady got some decision-making power with Tampa Bay. It was a way that they drew him in, number one, and it's in year 20. <laughs> After six championships for 18 years, 19 years, 20 years, Crazy. whatever it was with New England, he didn't have any say in personnel. None. Zero. Nada. Nothing. And they won six championships. So I'm going to say it again. Play for your team for 20 years, win six championships, keep your mouth shut and don't say anything, and then you get to be what Tom Brady has. <laughs> Until then, you don't get it. You would think I'd be sick of this topic where you were going off on this, but it's but it funny makes, every week. Because it makes and me sick. And, and it's so true. It's Stop so true. it. You haven't won a championship in 10 years. He's only been to one, too, which is a Come on, like, man. And we're going to put that all. How many times have they been in a – go to your, your mini smart machine and see how many times the Green Bay Packers have been to the NFC Championship game – with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Off the top of my head, I can think three. Uh, your sister's making fun of you, which is fantastic. Oh, it is. It is. It's a mini smart machine. Um, yeah, there's, well, there's been the last two, the year they went to the Super Bowl, and I have to think they went one more time other than that, I right? Think, I think they did. What? And all those times, it was it was the Green Bay Packers organization fault that they didn't win. They didn't go five times. They go to the NFC Championship game, and they've only won it. What, once? 
Okay, that's the Green Bay Packers organization problem. So let me get this straight. The Packers organization put a team together that was good enough to get to the NFC Championship five times, but it's their fault that you only won the Super Bowl once? Come on, man. And we all know, we all know how Aaron Rodgers crumbles, especially in the second half of games, if they fall behind early. He is not Mr. Comeback Kid. Okay, so stop it. Just stop it. I'll say it again. Last year... Three straight passes by Tom Brady were intercepted. And what did Aaron Rodgers do with those possessions? Stugatz. He did nothing with them. Okay? And they end up losing the game. Don't blame it on Mike La- Matt LaFleur because they kicked the field goal at the end of the game. That's a, that's a, that's a 50-50 coin toss decision. Because you're thinking you're going to get the ball back because your defense has stopped Tampa Bay the whole goddamn second half. Stupid. Take a sip. Take, no take a blame. Sip. No blame for Go Aaron Rodgers. Suck it. I'm sick of it, man. Everything on TV is that players can do no wrong. It's just enough's enough. When does he? When do the? When does the player have to um, uh, produce before you actually start saying they get the? Okay, LeBron James. Take Le- a sip. Calm down. No, I don't have time. LeBron James is the basically the acting. Uh, general manager for the Lakers. Guess what? LeBron James had three championships and he'd been to the championship what nine times or eight yeah. times, nine times before they won it with the Lakers. Okay, right. so he's got four championships and he's been to the championship game or championship series nine or LeBron. ten times, eight, nine, ten, th- whatever the hell it is. Right. He gets to say. Michael Jordan gets to say. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, they get to say. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, they, and he never did. Tim Duncan right. gets to say, okay? Well, you know why. Tom Brady we'll gets to say. That. We'll touch on that in a little while. Well, exactly. Those guys get to say they earned it. You've won one championship 10 years ago, and you've been unable to win a championship game. You've been unable to get back since in four tries. It's the organization's well, made, fault every time? <clears throat> excuse me. You made a great point two or three weeks ago. Come on. Rogers. Uh, I thought you were going to say like two or three minutes ago. Well. I got to go back yeah, three well, weeks before I made a good point? Well. All right, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I need a break. I'm sweating. Aaron Rodgers gets me, worked, cigar. gets me worked up. <laughs> Bastard. Go ahead. So you said you made a point about Rodgers with Jeff Tedford a cow. Get yes. Off the that he got. That that's just to reiterate when, for those who who weren't here listening to that. So Jeff Tedford was the head coach at Cal when Aaron Rodgers was there, and they had some great success. Seven years later, seven years after Aaron Rodgers graduated and has been a pro, Cal fires Jeff Tedford. Seven years later. So he had 10 years at the university, okay? And they fired him because they sucked at that point, by the way. Um, And Aaron Rodgers on Monday Night Football, instead of saying Aaron Rodgers, University of California, he said Aaron Rodgers and whatever stupid – Junior college, he to, junior college, junior college, he went. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like junior he held college, a grudge yeah. against University of Cal seven years because they fired a coach seven years after he was. Was he supposed to have a lifetime appointment? Was he a goddamn justice, uh, uh, Supreme Court judge? Do you know if Rogers canceled the uh, the check to Cal, the uh, the booster, the booster check after that too? Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, but that and then what he's pulled this off season and got absolutely nowhere with. He's just. He's a, he's he's out there. He's, he's kind he's of a douche. There, he's a douche. And here's the thing. Uh, he's not kind of a douche. He is a douche. Yeah, I'm trying to be nice because I'm I'm being I'm oh, very hot. Be nice? I'm Cut. being hot right now, and I'm trying to keep it in check. Um, 
if he really wanted out, he could have done what Deshaun Watson did and said it back in January and actually said it himself. Deshaun Watson said it himself. I don't like Deshaun Watson and what he did. I like Deshaun Watson before I found out what he did, but I don't like Deshaun Watson and what he did. But I have a lot. I have a lot. Well, yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a court of law, so I can say whatever the hell I want. Um, But I have a respect for him for coming out and saying it himself and doing it in a timely manner so that if Houston was willing to cooperate, they had the time to do that. They just didn't want to. Okay. Aaron Rodgers at his age, it's a different threat because it's a real retirement. It's not just take a year off. It's a real, you know, retirement. Um, if he really wanted out, he should have done it back in January or or February at the latest, after the Super Bowl or something like that. Uh, but you don't. You do. You 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 have Adam Schefter make the announcement the night of the goddamn draft. What the hell's what, what's the Packers supposed to do with that? What a dick. I know. What a dick. I, I hope they go. I hope they go eight and nine this year. And I hope Randall Cobb sucks. I hope he doesn't play any games. I I hope Randall Cobb sucks, but I hope Rodgers has a great year because I'm on my fantasy team. So. Oh, sorry. Well. Sorry. Yeah. So we're going to butt heads on this all year. It's going to be fun. Oh, That's hell it. yeah. Because he's a jerk off. I won the, you couldn't pick anybody I else. Of all the guys year. in the league, you got to go take Aaron Rodgers? Well, you're an asshole too. Uh, no, he was actually traded to me. I actually drafted Dak. Dak got hurt. You traded and I for him. Got traded on oh God, it's, it keeps getting worse. It keeps getting it worse. Wasn't how much of a dick last year. Oh, I'm gonna have to do this podcast. By Dude, myself. I, this was last year, not this year. This was last year. Oh, so what is it? Year. A legacy league? It's a keeper league. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. That's a you problem. I'm gonna keep bashing the shit out of him and hope he does poorly. I hope, I hope it's not. But oh, wow. <laughs> I bet you hope it's not. Shocker. <laughs> Um, if you're listening on the podcast to this, just so you know, we go live on Facebook uh, when we do this, usually on Thursdays at 4 o'clock. That may change, and we'll try to announce that if it's going to be different, but usually 4 o'clock on Thursdays, you catch us live on Facebook. Just go to Pete Colasano. Eventually, I'll have a bump and run page, but I haven't been able to do, I haven't been able to do that. I've been too lazy to do that. Let's keep things honest, right? This is yeah, our I show. Mean, you, I mean, you are off all summer there, Colasano. I don't know what you're uh, talking about. I, I, okay. I work hard. On our information, research, data. It's a constant battle. On your great tan you got going on here. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what you The lies and innuendo, I do not accept. Um, There will be a Facebook page coming soon. But for now, you just go to my Facebook page, Pete Collison, and, and, you know, check us out. We actually had more people watching today, which was kind of cool. We had had a bunch of listeners. I like this. Um, and you can leave comments and we'll, we'll, you know, if it's worthwhile, you know, Eddie Desane leaves the worst comments ever. But if, if you leave a decent comment, then we will uh, likely discuss what you what you asked. So that's always fun. Good to hear from Coach Cuny. That was a nice surprise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where did uh, Mr. Phillips go? Is, did he get a new camera? Is he taking pictures of the I was going to say, he's probably bird watching as we speak. Oh, my God. I got to be honest with you, though. Some of those pictures are Freaking amazing! Yeah, I'm like, not making fun of that. Professional are, quality. Yeah. The yeah, one question cool. I had is the one bird he took a picture of. He was out golfing, and I'm like, "What do you have your your Canon EOS 35B out on the course with you? Like with your <laughs> 75 to 350 zoom? I don't know what the hell's going on there, man. How does he have that ready to go? That's pretty. That was that was pretty crazy. But um, oh god, they're they're gorgeous. Those pictures are gorgeous. Yeah. Um, we we talked last week a little bit, um, and we kind of poo pooed it a little, and 
we were way off on this one, at least on how much it was likely to happen. I guess we were kind of like, well, you know, this was just Texas. We thought it was just Texas and Oklahoma kind of exploring the possibility of going to the SEC, talking to the SEC, almost like courting them, saying, hey, would you like us? We'd love to come. And I think it was by the next day it comes out that the SEC has been working teams for months, if not years, to be totally honest here. Um, We now know this is pretty much a done deal. I mean, this is pretty much a done deal. Texas and Oklahoma are going to be part of SEC. And as I said to you, if it is going to happen, it's it's not going to be at the end of their contract, which was 2025. It'll probably be in 2022. Because if you're the Big 12, think about this. If you're the Big 12 and you know they're leaving, do you want you want to like delay this? Like get them out of here. Yeah, there's a, there there'll be some kind of financial transaction that takes place. Um so that would have been over quicker than than we thought. Uh, or or was was being reported. It wouldn't have lasted until 2025. But it turns out that the SEC has been courting a number of teams, um, at the very least for some months, and my guess is it goes longer than that. And there might be some collusion involved in this that we'll get to in a second that I'll throw out at you. Um, but we now know that the SEC talked to Ohio State and Michigan. We now know that they talked to Clemson. Uh, it's possible that they talked to Florida State. Um and um, Notre Dame. Did they speak to Notre Dame? I think quite. I think very very quickly, and then Notre Dame said no thanks. No thanks. Notre Dame does. If I'm Notre Dame, I don't have nothing to do with the SEC. No, 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 no. no. For Notre Dame is a very different scenario. They don't need the money. It's not a money issue for them. They're they're a huge product, and so yeah, it's not money. Need, and they'll yeah. just go get. Slaughtered. They don't need the exposure. I think yeah, they get yeah. slaughtered in football and basketball. To be honest, which I I don't think that works out for them in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah, you're probably right. Yep, yep. Now they have a pretty good hockey team up there too. I think they want to keep the hockey going. Yeah, the hockey's not so big down in the SEC, so maybe they can go down Correct. there and just run the joint. That'd be kind of cool. Notre Dame beats Alabama 17 to 2 in collegiate men's hockey. Um, <laughs> so now that we know that this is a bigger deal, or I should say that the SEC has been kind of courting more teams than than we originally thought. What do you think? What do you think about this, man? Well, we touched on it last week about maybe four power conferences, four 16-team conferences, whatever they want to do. I think we're heading that way. I just think it's unavoidable now at this point. Um, The Big Ten, I heard, was trying to go after higher education or higher learning uh, universities. Okay, good luck with that. your, Your Virginias, your Dukes, your North Carolinas, your Wake Forest. This is Big Ten. The Big Ten. But that won't help them in football. They help them in basketball a lot. Yeah. Won't help them in football. They'll get the 16 teams if you had two. But I gotta be honest with you too, man. I think Nebraska's gonna bail when their contract's up with the Big Ten. I, I But just where don't are they gonna see... go? Because the Big Twelve will be gone. I think they go to the Pac twelve. If the Pac twelve does it, if Ooh. the Pac twelve adds like Okay, so there are there are like multiple scenarios going on right now. Obviously it makes sense for the Pac twelve to really get involved here. Well, they have to. They're gonna. They have. They they need have the, to, first they of have, all, they need the help. They need. They have some, to attack the. They have to attack those leftovers in the big. The you big have 12 to. right now. So first of all, I did hear that um, the Big Ten was looking at and talking to Oklahoma State, and I actually. Oh, think, I didn't hear that. 
I actually I think Iowa that'd State, be a Kansas good. State. I heard Iowa State also. I did not hear Kansas State, but I heard Iowa State. Um, and I think Iowa State and Oklahoma State both make a lot of sense for yeah. both. Um, and uh, because frankly, they both are still like Mid America, and and a Big Ten is very much Mid America, other than Maryland and Rutgers, which don't belong there. No, they don't. Um, it's a very Mid America kind of rural uh, conference, and I think they'd fit fantastic. I think it makes a lot of sense for the for the conference. Man, I actually think you put Oklahoma State in the Big Ten, um, Iowa State for sure, because then you got the geographical rivalry with with Iowa, which they play every yeah. year anyway. Yeah. Um, yep. And now with their coach and that program that they developed, I think it's. I actually think it's a great grab if they got both of those teams. I, I think I think it would be I think it would be very nice. Yeah, and Oak State's exciting. They got the the, the air raid with Gundy yes. and stuff. They put up some points, a lot of money. And I think that actually Oklahoma. helps Oklahoma State also. Obviously, the money situation, but then the recruiting, they become less of a regional recruiter and more of a national recruiter because now you can compete a little more with your Ohio State. I actually think they can. Oklahoma State in a Big Ten. Could, could could really I actually think they could explode. I actually think they could explode. Um because it's just hard in a Big Twelve to outduel Oklahoma and Texas. It's just like they're just so that's what every kid growing up in that area wants to go to one of those two schools. You know what I'm saying? So And that's why the conference is now dead. Right. Well it absolutely <laughs> is. Um Ohio State is just unique. While they certainly get a number of players from Ohio they really are more of a national recruiting power. Well, they well they go Florida, Georgia a lot. Yeah, you know, they're Meyer. They they kill and that. And you can compete with that. There. What I'm saying is you can compete with that as opposed to like everyone from a re- certain region just wants to go there. I mean, everybody wants to go to Ohio State. I just think it's a natural fit because it's also the style of play. Oklahoma State plays a very similar style to Ohio State. I just think it's a nice fit for them. I think it's a nice fit for them, and I think it would be a good grab. For the Big Ten, especially considering they they got Maryland and Rutgers, and that was those were shit teams to pick and, up. And they're and they're definitely respectable in basketball too. Oak for State, sure. So. Yeah, they're probably going to have the number one pick in the NBA draft, whether it's tonight or wrestling, tomorrow, whatever it is. Wrestling, wrestling too. They got a good program. Do they? Yeah, there will be a good fit in a lot of yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a good fit. And the funny thing is, I don't necessarily think Oklahoma State's a good fit in the SEC. No, I don't either. Like it's almost like too much in the SEC, but I think the Big Ten is actually a pretty good fit for them, and I actually think it is for Iowa State too. And I think those are two good teams for the Big Ten. So we'll see if that happens. Um, but it is interesting because now it's like the AAC is now recruiting some of the teams that were in or, or I, I should say were take, are in I the Big Twelve. I, I wish they would take Rutgers in Maryland. <laughs> they should. I, but, so this is one of those things that we'll have to look into this of what the conference has as far as ability to say, eh, we don't want you in a conference anymore. I don't know how that works. I don't know if you could just do that. We'll, we'll see. That's for another day. Um, but I could totally – couldn't you see like TCU, Baylor, uh, Kansas, Kansas State? Maybe not Kansas. Well, so now, so now we're just going all over the place right? with jurisdictions. We don't give a shit. Is that what we're doing? Like, Well, isn't that what we're doing anyway? Well, kind of, but like you know, TCU and that, and TCU playing Temple, and like uh, that's that's. But it it, maybe. it it elevates. So if you're the AAC, of I, course you want to do that because you want to elevate your conference to one of the five power conferences. You want to try to do that. Yeah. And if I, you have I, Baylor, who won, who just won the national championship in college basketball, um, yeah. they're they're a perennial contender. In the Big Twelve, they're a contender. TCU is a contender in the Big Twelve. You know, you're trying to. Pa- Everyone's trying to make their conference no, better. I, 
right? I hear you. No, I get what you're saying. It it's brings just, them it's, credibility. It's just, it's just, I mean, West Virginia was in the Big 12, too. We talked about that last week. That's just West Virginia would be would probably should, go to AAC also. They should go there or the ACC. I mean, it's a it's probably a more them, natural fit. Can, for the you, ACC. you can't put them in the friggin' Pac-12. Like that's that's even that's nuts. So here's the other question: the AAC is that a college basketball conference too? Yes, sir. It is. Okay, I wasn't sure about that. Yeah, I mean either one of those. It come, it'll come down to money and you know how you can lure it, and if you're you know what do you want to what do you want to do? But it is just fascinating. The, the SEC wants to go to 20 teams. They want to have 20 teams. They want to have four divisions of five teams. And that is just a hell of a thing. And then what you end up with, you talk about like a money grab here. Now you have a final four just for the SEC. Yeah. Like at the oh end my. of the season. So so now they're worried about they're worried about a playoff game. Now they're not gonna be playing more games than the NFL does. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Sake. It's unbelievable, <laughs> man. It's unbelievable. I mean, maybe they have to pull out of one regular season game or something. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um So you can play so you could possibly go ten years without playing a team in your conference. Well, maybe more than that. I don't know about that. No, because you're if you're if you're in a five team division. Well, if you have twenty, that's teams four games, and then you'll have what seven yeah, other games. Another 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 conference is five. That's nine, and you have to do three out of conference. Another conference, another division. You mean? No, you probably okay, wouldn't yeah. play just one other division. You'd probably just oh, have. You would? Oh, so you mix it, mix it in, mix and match. I think so. Well, I don't. What the hell do I know? I'm just saying, I don't think you just have to play another division. I mean, you could do that, hey, too. Hey, don't talk about my friend that way. I see what you're saying there. I see what you're saying there. You know what? You know Because just going by just going by Michigan's schedule, and there's only 14 teams in that division, oh somehow God. they've had it with it. They've played fuck. I don't know. They've played fucking Wisconsin, like, every year, the last 10 years. And they played Purdue and, like, Minnesota once. But they're not in the same half? They're not in the same division as Wisconsin? No, but that's why it's all screwed up. Like, didn't, I don't know, didn't Ohio State I, I get mean, away with not playing Wisconsin last year because of exactly COVID? for forever for a long time. Yeah. And it's just it's weird. Like, <clears throat> and then Penn, and Penn State's got to play Iowa every year for it's just it's just not balanced. I don't know, but like, and that's what I mean. Making twenty teams, it, it just seems harder to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like getting those matchups. Like, tell me, like, you probably have Alabama and the LSU in the same division. You would hope, let's say, the same five. But but like, what if? What if Alabama and Florida don't play for twelve years? Like that's, that's yeah. That's why I'm saying smart. you wouldn't want to do it that way. You would you don't want to you just can. play one other division. You would just have a rot. You would just it's easy enough to to come up with a rotating schedule so you play everybody every two years, know, every three or four, or three years. years at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah, like yeah. that. Because then you also got certain things where it's like, well, Georgia and South Carolina or Georgia and Florida have a have a yearly game, a yearly rivalry that they play. Yeah. Tennessee is it Tennessee and Florida also? What's the one that's the largest yeah. tea party or cocktail party or whatever? Well, that's that's Florida, Georgia, the cocktail party. That's yeah. the cocktail party. Okay, Tennessee has one yeah. of those too. Yeah. I don't know what the hell it is, but like there's some that they just do every year that are automatic. I don't know. Maybe those have to go away. Um, so I'll they'll, they'll, they'll the figure that thing, part like, out. They'll they'll figure that the scheduling part out. You can't you can't not play someone for ten years. You can't do that. I, that's unacceptable. No, no. So. It doesn't have to be like that. But what it will force them to do is you you won't have – you might only have one at-a-conference game. In fact, if I'm the NCAA, I might step in and say, if you're going to make the super conference, then you're going to play your conference and you get one at-a-conference yeah. game. And your at-a-conference game is going to be Citadel. Like, well, <laughs> you know, you're going to have a hard time forcing those kind of rules. But 
you got to be able to say like if you can those kind, but those kind of schools need those games for the they money. Mean, it's the only way to survive. Yeah, so, you're not going to – Citadel doesn't want to hear yeah. you say that. <laughs> that's true. Boise State doesn't right. want to hear you say that. That's why Boise State was willing to go play at at Georgia. This is going back a couple of years, but they were willing to go yeah. play at Georgia. They did a, like two games – whatever it was. They had a contract with Georgia. They were more than happy to do it because Georgia paid them. And this is how these – we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when I said we, we, we're, we're just going to like – pay all these players most of these programs don't make money yeah, <laughs> the know, reality is you have your teams that make money and and in college football it's probably like 60 70 percent of them make money the rest of them lose money college basketball it's more like 20 percent make money 80 percent lose money and then every other sport is a loser as far as money so this Correct. is why you can't pay but but yeah that, you're absolutely right citadel counts on that you know, Southeast Louisiana State, sister of the blind. They count. When they play at LSU, right? Yeah, they they yeah. they, they want They don't care losing seventy two to nothing because they get a quarter of a million dollars to play the game. Well, you know, and these service academies, man, Navy, Air Force, and, and Army, they play they play games, man. They play they play tough teams. They travel, they go. Like I was, yeah. like Army almost beat Michigan a couple years ago. They almost beat Oklahoma the year before that. Right, like like overtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You're paying them, and they need that money, dude. You know that, and, and yeah, and for for obvious reasons, for those schools, dude. You know, like that's. But if you're gonna I'm make saying, a super but. conference, then you don't get to do that. You don't get to have three out of conference games. You get one, and you got to play and, ten and in conference and games. And it's and it's probably gonna be just that one game that you got to pay a, a smaller school for. Yeah, but that's what stinks, dude. You're not gonna have your 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 Michigan was Washington, your Oregon, Ohio State's. They're all gonna go away. And that's those. Those are the games we we text every year about. Those those games are great Labor Day weekend. Absolutely, you know but, Penn State, Virginia Tech, whatever. Yeah. Like those are fantastic, but they're gone. Well, the other side of it is you know you you know there's been complaints that you know Alabama or some, a lot of these big teams play these little these little tiny schools, and it's like well it buffers your. Maybe they do go and play a bigger team. I don't know. You know because now you're getting twelve teams in a playoff. You don't necessarily have to be undefeated to make the playoffs. So if you go, if you're LSU and you go and you lose to USC at USC 21-17, it's not a devastating loss. If you still, if you run the table or you get one, if you're a one-loss team in the SEC but you lost to USC the first game, you got, you're a two-loss team, LSU, but you beat Alabama, you beat Auburn, you lost to Georgia, lost to USC, right. but you ran the rest. You're probably a playoff team. Yeah, and you're probably like a six seed. Like you're yeah. not sneaking in. You're probably, yeah. probably right in the middle. And yeah. probably deservedly so. So that's that's the one thing. The one thing that could come of the 12-game playoff, now we're just all over the place now, but anyway, the one good thing that could come of that is you might get fewer of the, and this is better for us as a viewer, as a fan, it's not, like you're mentioning, it's not better for those schools for sure because they, they they rely on that money, um, but it might be better for us because an Alabama might be more willing to play USC first game of the season, or they might be willing to play Penn State first game of the season, or third game of the season, whatever right. you know, whenever you might be more willing to play an out of a tough out of conference game when you can be a two loss team probably and still oh, definitely you could definitely be a two loss team and still still make the college football playoffs. Yeah, you know, so yeah. yep. that that could be a nice outcome, but you know, I'm also I'm I'm looking to see what happens with the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 has been an, an utter disaster. Frankly, in all sports, they got lawsuits out the ass. USC has been an, a, a, just a disaster, losing money. They terrible decision making, terrible leadership. Lane Kiffin, Sarkeesian, like it's been. It's just been a rough ride for the whole conference. Frankly, I can't remember the last time they even had someone in a college football playoffs. It's been a little while, and even when it was, it's it's pretty rare. 
Um, they could use they could use an infusion of some talent, an infusion of some some teams. They need to. They have a new conference president, I guess you call him, and he needs to be aggressive here. I like when the Pac-12 is good because I like when you get those late late night West Coast oh games. Best, you know, th- it's a lot of fun and it causes you to think a little more. Lately, we haven't even had to take into consideration, uh, you know, the Pac-12 because it just they're not that good. So they need to be a little more aggressive in looking at some of these teams too. Oklahoma State might be a perfect fit, not geographically, because none of these teams right. are a perfect fit geographically. But Oklahoma State might be a perfect fit for the Pac-12. Perfect fit, especially with the style of play that they have. I think TCU would fit in well there too. I agree. I don't. I don't disagree with that because they're very Utah-like. They're like yes. a second-tier team that can beat any of the teams in the division, like any yep. of the teams in the conference. So, but they need to be aggressive and see what happens. But it's just like you know. This set off this thing, this little thing, this one pebble that turns into more of like a very quite a large rock set a number of things in motion. And we have no idea where this is going to end and frankly, when it's going to end. You know, it's just right. uh, it's it's amazing to me. It is really fascinating to me because then you just and then you got lawsuits. You have lawsuits right now. So that's what I wanted to tell you. The other thing that's really interesting about this is apparently some people, personnel, whoever at ESPN have been part of talking with the SEC, whatever, trying to get them really? to. Yes, you didn't hear about this. I got an alert before. I didn't go in, I didn't open it up, but I saw like, I, I just saw like Big 12's mad at ESPN. I didn't know oh, like there was like. So a, the Big 12 actually had set out, this is a legal issue now. They set out a cease and desist. Like, like, like college football live people? Like the, like the people on. No, I'm talking like executives. Oh, behind the scenes. Okay. Yeah, okay, executives. Okay, okay. who The decision makers on who make these contracts happen. You know, SEC is, is very much an ESPN product, except for the game of the week that goes on C, uh, CBS. Um,. You know, ESPN has a co- works with a couple conferences, BC, but yeah, 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 you know, they um, I think they do ACC also. Um, yeah. So of course they want the SEC to be the best product possible, right? So um, apparently there was some executives, people, lawyers, whoever you want to say, personnel with ESPN that were part of talking to these teams and the conference to try to make it happen. So the Big Twelve actually put out a, a you know this is a legal issue a cease and desist letter to ESPN, like cut this shit out. You shouldn't be talking to them about leaving the conference, joining another conference. You shouldn't have anything to do. It's none of your business. You shouldn't be involved, but yada, wow. yada, yada. You got You have the potential for a massive, massive multi-million dollar, if not billion dollar lawsuit that if was one would, could actually, actually put ESPN out of business. It would probably be something that they settled out of court, but you know, it is actually kind of scary when you think like it's ABC Disney, because uh, that's who owns ESPN, is yep, trying yep. to rearrange conferences now. This is <laughs> like you're dicking with you're dicking with people's livelihoods, man. Like they're they're really upset yeah. about this. You know, Big Twelve's upset. Texas A and M is upset that Texas didn't give them a heads up. I'm just like, you know. Yeah, that's that's tough shit for you. Dude. I thought the same thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, you left before they did. What the fuck are you worried about? Yeah, that's just that was a weird one. I'm like, who cares what Texas A&M thinks? I had um, to, I had to like I had to take a step back and go, wait, don't even like Big Twelve anymore. Like, yeah, what the yeah. Hell? What business is it of yours? So that was that was a weird one. But yeah, this is this story. Frankly, is just beginning. It's not ending, and um, I, I'm I'm fascinated to see where it goes. To be honest with you, dude, I'm 
I'm absolutely fascinated to see where it goes because um, it it absolutely is changing the landscape of college football. So you got this total shakeup and then the 12-team playoffs probably happening in the same year, which would be not this coming season, but the 2022 season. It, it'll... And on top of that, you have the NIL stuff, which the name, image, and likeness. You got, you got a quarterback for Alabama right now who's not even the starter yet, who has already raked in over a million dollars. He ha- yeah, he, it's not he, good. He, I, well, I don't know if it is or isn't. My guess is is it's not because how do you, how do you as Nick Saban tell a kid who isn't even a starter yet that he and he's making a million dollars? How do you tell him what yeah, to do? That, how do you gain control you, over that? Yeah, how's the locker room feel with that too? It's like oh, by the way. I'm going to give you one more little tidbit before we go on to the Olympics. I was laughed out of the building on Facebook, on Instagram. The comments that I got for saying that how long before high school players get money for name, image, and likeness. Yeah. All of you fuckers owe me an apology because it's already begun. And you already got names. You already got guys that are saying they're going to they're not skipping their senior years, but they're going to like graduate early so they can go to college. And, and start getting name, image, and likeness. There's no reason. There's nothing that says a 17-year-old can't make money. You're allowed to have a job. We have it all the time with gymnasts and swimmers and uh, tennis players. They're underage and they're making millions of dollars and no one's got a problem with it. You can't tell some high school football player, or especially you're seeing it a lot with high school basketball players, um, name, image, and likeness, of course they can make money. And they are. And they are, so uh, you can all kiss Buckle my up. yeah you can all kiss my Here ass on that one and wait till that poor high school coach who's making fifty five thousand dollars a year has to try to tell a kid who's making seven hundred thousand dollars a year on name image and likeness <laughs> that he What's has to play doing? more defense. Good luck, good luck. I can't imagine anything bad happening from this. Yeah, okay. Uh, boy, I'm really I've, I've gotten worked up today a couple times. You know, it's nice to uh, it's nice to give it to you for a change. Listen, I struggle with this one a lot because I'm totally a free market capitalist, right? And I just think people should be free to make. If you can make the money, then you should be able to make the money. Nobody should stay in right. your way. I'm the guy who says a kid, if a kid can come out of college and go straight to the NFL or go straight to the NBA, he should be allowed to. Who the hell am I to tell him? And who's the law to tell him that he can't go make a living? Why do we go to college? You go to college to get a degree so that you can get a good job. Well, playing in the NBA, if you just play one year, you've made four, five, six, seven, eight million dollars, man. I'm never going to make that in my lifetime. So, like, what are we talking about here? Let the kid go. I mean, it's ridiculous that there are laws that hold them back from doing that. So you're talking to the wrong guy. Like, I think by law, you should be allowed to do these things. I'm telling you the, the unintended consequences that come along with that. Good luck. Good luck. You may see the disappearance of real high school sports, and you may see that AAU teams and club teams, maybe for football, take over. Because when a player is making 20 times what his coach is making because they're just high school teachers, basically, good luck. That's sad. sad. Yeah. Good luck. So, yeah, the Olympics began, and uh, frankly, I'm not all that terribly interested um, I, agree, I agree with you. Too much politics. Lolo Jones, I think is her name. Uh, oh, spelled, that, that piece of shit. She spelled, well, she spelled it out for people She's who were wondering. True. But she spelled it out pretty crystal, crystal clear for people who are wondering why the ratings are down. She says, it just looks like people don't want their sports mixed with their politics. People tune into so 
really? You just figured this out, asshole? I know. I know. Like, I know. I'm actually glad she said it, so I don't want to really get into calling her names. I'm, I appreciate her being honest. But no shit. Like, we all have shitty jobs that we don't like, that we'd rather not do. And we just want to watch sports to get away from it for a little while. And then we got to watch this shit. And nobody's interested. So the ratings for the Olympics so far look like they're down somewhere between 30 and 40%. Which is probably worse than you even think it is. Because you didn't, you didn't get the Olympics last year, which was when they were supposed to be. So you think people were cl would be clamoring for them? No, they don't give a shit. And they're just, they're just tired of the woke political bullshit that goes on. Um, which leads me to the one, st the one story that I think people might be surprised at my reaction to. And that is that uh, Simone Biles, who is our clearly our number one gymnast, best gymnast. I don't know. Maybe she's the best gymnast in the world. She's got 27 gold medals coming into these games between the Olympics and World Championships. Um, I mean, she's the greatest, she's probably the greatest gymnast of all time. So she pulled out for mental health issues. And I hear a lot of people tearing into her like quitter. Um, you know, you quit on your team, show some toughness, <clears throat> this and that. And in this particular climate these days, I get it. I really do get it. But I think what's happening here is she's getting lumped in. With some other vocal people. Okay, so hear me out here for a second. Last year... Yeah, I'll let you go because I have some thoughts as Okay, well. so last uh, year when ahead. the whole George Floyd thing happened, um, black athletes especially were very vocal about how they felt about the situation and the kind of changes they wanted to see in the world and in sports specifically, but in the world. Uh, one of the people that was very vocal, who had never been vocal before, but she's became very vocal, tennis player Naomi Osaka. Okay, very yep. vocal about it, um, repeatedly vocal about it. And then, because of that, the reality of getting political is that some people are going to like it, and some people are not going to like it. And because some people don't like it, which is pretty much half the country likes it, and half the country doesn't like it. That's just the way it is when you get into politics. Um, you're going to catch some heat. You're going to catch some criticism, which you didn't get before. See, Naomi Osaka was this cute little uh, little tennis player who was awesome that she came up and she was an up-and-coming player that was exciting and different and new and everyone loved her. And then beat she Serena and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Beat Serena, yeah. that's right. And then she opened her mouth and you start taking criticism. Well, she didn't like that. Now she doesn't want to take questions from the media and I need to take a break. I need to get away. I'm a special person too. Yada, yada, yada. Yep. And a lot of people called her a baby and I'm one of them because I believe if you're going to throw your hat into the arena and you're going to discuss things, you need to Have be ready to back it up, not just back it up, but you be you got to be able to take arrows. So we talk on this show and we make opinions and some people throw things at us and we got to be ready to take it because we're throwing our opinions out there. So Eddie comes on here and throws stuff at us. Anna Faye comes on here and has things. Ralph comes on here and has, like people come on here. Tommy Bontino comes on here and has, and they're in, and, and we got to take it right. And we either got to defend ourselves or say, hey, you know what? Maybe I was misinformed on that. Whatever. Got to be you got to be willing to take it if you're going to put it yeah. out there, and you got to be willing to take it. Okay. And suddenly Naomi Osaka didn't want to take it anymore. Oh, everybody's so vicious. Sweetheart, I'm sorry, but when you throw your hat into the ring, this is how it goes. And if you don't Fair want game. that, you need to do the Michael Jordan thing and say, hey, Republicans buy sneakers too. 
Okay. And I'm not getting involved in this stuff. Yep. yep. Now, so I have no sympathy for Naomi Osaka, and she got knocked out in the first round in the Olympics. God bless. See you later. Simone Biles is not in that same case. She's not in that same realm. Okay. She did not, she has not been some vocal political person. She has literally come out and said in the middle of doing one of her jumps, in the middle of it, meaning in midair, <laughs> she lost confidence and felt like she almost wasn't going to like land. She has serious like things going on, okay? I'm not going to blame her. She, the stuff that they're doing, whether it's the, the <laughs> what are they called? The uneven bars, the vault that they do, which is just crazy to me, the floor routines, the flips, the turns, the twists, all the stuff that they're doing. You need to be 100% locked in, dude, or you can really seriously injure yourself. So I'm not going to hammer her for that. But I have a theory on why this is happening, and I'm going to share it with you in a minute, but I want to let you respond or comment on the situation yourself first. Well, first I want to, I want to address you, – you mentioned the ratings are down. Why do you think that is? The stars, no stars, lack of stars. Is it the politics? Is it is it a combination? I of think things? it's mostly politics. I think part of it is that there's no fans there. And, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, but you have to just be real. Like thirty percent to forty percent. That's a lot. That's not five percent. Like I was watching volleyball this morning. I've watched volleyball the last few mornings. Like I don't give a shit that there's nobody in the stands. Like I like volleyball, so I watch. Um, but I won't watch other things because, like, I, I just don't want to see the crap. I don't want to see the woke. I don't want to see the social justice warriors. I don't want to see it. So you just you lose me, and I'm not. I'm gonna turn. Yeah. I tune out. So it is what it is. You have to deal with that. You know. Again, once the when the athletes start acknowledging that this is a problem, that this is why people aren't watching. That's really why people aren't watching. It's not because there's yeah. other options. Guess what? There was other options two years ago when we watched. 30-40% isn't because there's suddenly more options. Okay. And frankly, it's the middle of the goddamn summer. What other options are there at eight o'clock in the morning? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So the Simone Biles thing to me is complicated. It is. So I'm not gonna sit down, I'm not gonna sit here and crush a twenty four year old girl that I have no idea how our lives are even close yeah. to the same thing. However, I played football for you. I played softball with you. I feel like I'm a well-respected athlete in my town growing up. There was no thing as mental issues back then. You got your ass back in the hall and you played the game. Times has changed so much and, and we're almost 20 years out from that point now. But times are totally different. There's guys like, you know, a former player of yours and a buddy of mine coaches our whole high school. And the stories he tells me, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, we would never think to do that stuff back then. Yeah. I was afraid you'd kick my ass, Coach Lambert, Coach Cooney, my dad, my brother, Troy, Pat, what teammates. Dude, it's like No. Now she goes up to her teammates after she bailed on, on the on the team event. Now she bails on a team event the other day. And goes to her teammates and listen, I, I, I can't do it. She's she's got a fucking patch on her jacket that says GOAT. She made the greatest of all time thing, and she's gonna tell her teammates, "Hey, good luck, guys. I'm gonna, yeah. uh, I'm gonna go check out here, and uh, I'll be back to root for you." Uh, do I want her how her or sick or something? No, of course not. But there's got to be something more than than just going. I'm not feeling it today. Yeah. 
okay, it's a two-week event every four years. In this case, five. You know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, see that this is where this is where I come into, and I say like, you know what? Nope. When people are like, oh, you can't ride them for this. This is not a surprise to them. None of these athletes that we're talking about that are having some mental health problem, and I'm going to get into why in a second, but let's just let's just be real for a second. They didn't just walk out of Home Depot and step onto a goddamn gymnastics that, uh, right. floor, okay? Right. This has been building for a while. They know what they're getting into, but let me just say and this. You, well, I got one more thing. No, go ahead, please, please. And you, and you said no fans. Maybe a little less pressure with no fans there. You would think, right? It's, it's almost like a practice. Exactly. You're in an open gym, an yeah. empty gym, and you don't think – you don't think Michael Phelps had pressure? Well, Michael Phelps talked about for twelve years. Michael Phelps talked about depression and suicide. Also, never left. Never left an event. He did though. not. He sucked it up and did it. Um, okay. Do you have anything else? Because no, uh, I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead, pal. Yeah, no, well, because I just want to. I have like. A, I'll call it a theory. Okay, yeah. I'll call it a theory. Because you know what you don't see. You don't see the second best gymnasts having mental health issues. You don't see the second best player on the Nets having mental issues. You see Kyrie Irving, who is the best, if not one of the, you know, one. Of, you see KD, who has serious yeah. problems and has admitted so, to yeah. such. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You Those have LeBron James. Got, yeah. Yeah. You have LeBron James, who while he was at Miami said, I can't be the villain and kind of lost it. And if you remember the finals, I think it was against, was it against, was it against Dallas? He fell apart like a cheap suit. This is LeBron James, best player in the world. Like, at the time, undisputed, best player in the world. Um, goats are uh, – Dave Riley, goats are both physically and mentally prepared to deliver for the – I didn't see the rest of that. Yeah, I got – yeah, what – Yeah, so I'm getting to that. So this – what my yeah, point is, yeah. is excited what's he saying. It's the goats, right? It's all the best. And what my point is really two things. Number one, now with social media and stuff like that, the pressures are even even larger. But what I'm really getting to, my point that I'm really getting to, because even if you look at Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan left basketball for a year and a half or whatever it was, however much time it was to go play baseball to get away. Why? His father had been killed. And yeah. he just won three straight championships, and he was just mentally exhausted, right? It wasn't... Well, but even that you can't compare at all. Yeah, but you can. He left his team... He left his I understand, but he left his team high and dry. Let's just be honest about it. I love okay. Michael Jordan. He okay. left his team high and dry, okay. and we know that because he came back. Okay? But he left. My point is this. I think what... And my other point is you... Pippen didn't leave because he's second best. Okay? Dirk didn't have that because he's not the best player in the league. Uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name who was the swimmer that also won gold medal when Phelps won. I think his name Ledecky? was Ledecky, Ledecky or something, right? Yeah. He yeah. didn't have a breakdown. Why? Well, he, he had other issues. He was a thief or something. He was a weirdo, but that's every, there's <laughs> lots of weirdos. My point is what you see, what you see with these great, the best right now, I think they spread themselves too thin. Here's what I mean. LeBron Go James ahead. is everywhere. He's Space Jam. He's Nike. He's movies. He's he's, uh, he's building. He's building schools. He's, he's building schools. He's doing a show that's uh, in a barber shop. Um, yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan made Space Jam. Michael Jordan had Nike. Michael Jordan was in this and that. Commercials with Larry Bird, McDonald's. You look, Gatorade, if you yeah. watch, yeah, yes. If you watch the Olympics at all, what do you see in commercials? Every other commercial is Simone Biles. She's made yeah, a bazillion commercials. Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka, who I just mentioned and said, oh, I can't take the pressure. Oh, but you have commercials all over the place. You're on the cover of SI. You didn't turn that yep. down, did you? 
I think what happens is they, and, and like I mentioned with with Phelps, he he talked about how he was depressed and consider you know contemplated not that he was going to do it, but he contemplated the idea of suicide, right? Where was he during his Olympics? Every other commercial, McDonald, like he he sold everything. I think when you're the best, you and 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 you don't see the second best guy with those mental issues. Why? Because they're focused solely on what they're doing. They're not getting the endorsement deals. Yeah. They're not they're, so, yeah. there's I think what's happened with the top athletes in their in their in their given sports, they're spread to How come the guy who wins the archery gold medal, how come he doesn't have? He's got just as much pressure on him. He's trying to win a gold medal, right? But he's not he's not doing uh, you know, Dick Sporting Goods commercials every other day and then yeah. he's making a movie you know, Archery Jams. He's not, he's not like, Robin Hood 4. Yeah, Robin Hood, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You, you know what I'm saying? These guys are spreading themselves too thin. These, the, And I get, I understand why, because you have a limited time to cash in on, on your greatness, right? So you so you take as much as you yeah. can get, because especially Absolutely. these Olympic athletes, because they're not getting yourself, paid. Yeah. You know, Simone Biles isn't getting paid by the Olympics. She's getting paid by McDonald's, by whoever else or whatever. You know, DHL. Um but I think they spread themselves so thin that when it then comes time to compete, they're almost out of gas. Do you know what I'm saying? The rest of the team, well, the rest well, of the the rest of the women's Olympic team, they didn't have, they weren't depressed. They didn't have mental issues. Why? That was, was there not pressure on them as a team? Yeah, there was. You hear what she said? But they're you hear they're what she they're said? not doing endorsements. I just think they're all the the greats in their sports are spreading themselves way too. Look at Mike Trout. He never has this kind of problem at all. Why? Because he refuses to do this kind of stuff. Mike Trout yeah. does very few endorsements. He just he's just like, I want to go play baseball and go home. And he gets criticized for it. And you know what? You know what he do does that? He's got peace of friggin' mind. Yeah. Because he's not yeah. spread in thirty different directions. He, he sleeps well at night, from what I hear. Um What do you think about that Simone, though? What Simone Biles said to me yeah, to me. Simone Biles said in an interview the other day, before the Olympics started, she basically said, "I can't wait till it's over," which is crazy, right? Like, the, like you, you, you put, dude, you know the training that these guys put in. It's incredible. It's amazing, girls. It's incredible. Yeah, trust me. You anyone who to, listens to this, you couldn't do it. You got to be able to enjoy it a little bit, no? Yeah. Like, or what? Or, but, or but this is what I'm saying. If that was all but, you were doing, I so we know we have a friend Steve who's an incredible archer. Right, yeah. he doesn't get this. Why? Because he he makes his videos for sure, and he does. He is sponsored by one bow company, but that's it. Yep. And the rest of his time, he wakes up every morning, has a cup of coffee, and goes out in his yard and, and does archery. And then he goes yep. to work. And then he comes home and he practices archery. And then he goes and he kills something. Like he's not spread so thin that the pressure gets to him. Sure. Like I just think we all have a limited capacity to deal with number of things, and when there's just too many of them, yeah, something snaps. You know, so I so I actually have no doubt that the pressure is overwhelming for her. Okay, because that's how it is in war, and we say we don't want to compare it to war. I'm not comparing what they do to war. I'm just comparing um, it, when you're in battle. You think about someone who's like in Iraq or was in Afghanistan. You're not just thinking about the person in front of you. My family's at home. My wife's having a kid. My general is yelling at me. This guy's shooting at me. This one, I gotta look for. I gotta look for improvised explosive IEDs all over the ground. What time? Where am I gonna sleep? I gotta sleep with my head on this rock. 
Like you're being spread so thin. And then I got to watch my buddy get blown up. And then I got to watch yeah. him get shot. And then I got to hold the, his neck. The guy in my it's too much. socks like Yeah, that. it's too Ooh, much. Yeah. It's too much. And they're spread so thin. And we all have that, like, we, we all have a bucket that we that's filled with how much we can tolerate. And when we empty the bucket, we can kind of be broken at that point. And if uh, my point is just if you look at the guys who are the surprise gold winners, they work just as hard. Yeah. If not harder. If you look at the guys who get the 17, silver. 17-year-old from Alaska. like. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. She worked just as hard. She had to travel two hours just to get to a, a pool that was right. Olympic size. They work right. just as hard. The difference is they're not spread as thin. She's not doing a commercial every other day in between practices, taking off practices to get to do these commercials, to get worrying about your Instagram account. You go, oh, I got to get to 2 million people on Instagram. Like they're just spread so thin and the bucket gets emptied in so many different places. Then there's not enough left in the bucket for them to perform. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I, I it makes a lot of sense. So I believe Naomi Osaki, Osaka when she says she, she has a, well, because you're spreading yourself so thin. I believe Simone Biles when she says, "I have mental, you know, I'm I'm mentally broken here," because but, you're in every other goddamn commercial, and then you also do the Olympics. It's too much. It's it's also sad too, because like you're taking now now the fans, we don't get to see Osaka at Wimbledon. We don't get to see Osaka in the Olympics now because she's she was she didn't practice. She wasn't prepared. She gets her ass kicked early. She's gone. Yeah, Simone Biles. You know, you're 24 and you're 41. That's like 41 in the Olympics. Yeah, but the answer, but the answer would be to not, to not take on so many endorsements. But then, but but then that's how you make your money. This is this is by saying you have to do it. This is the conundrum because you have a limited time to make the money that you can make. And what are you going to do? You're not going to do it. You don't see Phelps in commercials anymore, right? Nobody gives a shit about Phelps anymore. I don't know how I don't know how he makes a living now. To be honest with you, maybe he doesn't have to. Maybe he made so much he doesn't have to. But you have a limited time, so you he's you probably, feel he's probably coaching or clinics or something. But like you know that. what I'm saying? It ain't it ain't McDonald's yeah. money. No, it's not Subway money. Whatever he was getting from, so I think he was getting like seven, yeah. uh, eight figures, like over ten vitamin million. Water, vitamin water money that was yeah. popping back then when he was yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I so do, it's like but you're right. That might, that money could just be blocked away at this. point, it may. Too, man. It's like, yeah. but my point is just like that when you're in that no, moment, you. you're like, I don't want to turn down Subway. I don't want to turn down McDonald's. I don't want to turn down FedEx. I don't want to turn down. This happened to Andre Agassi. The exact same thing when he was in the prime of his career. He was just making commercials all over the goddamn place. And then his game went into the shitter, and then he wow. stepped back and and said, "I gotta, I gotta focus on one thing here." And he stopped doing as many. You remember? You you're too young, probably. Andre Agassi was like Mister Las Vegas, the flowing hair, the earrings. Hair. Like it was a wild. Yeah. Hair. It was just a wild ass hair. And then his when all the endorsements came, suddenly his game, his actual tennis game went out the shitter, right? And but then he refocused. So I'm just saying, if these athletes. My, if you just look, if you just take a rational look, and you, I just like I said to you, the, the surprise gold winners, they're not having mental breakdowns. The yeah. silver winners, they're not having mental. The volleyball team, they're not having mental breakdowns. Why? Because they ain't selling anything. They're not getting cut so thin. They're not getting spread so thin everywhere. So well, just clo- what just to do about them. that? I don't know. I don't want to tell somebody you can't go make your money. But right. if you want peace of mind, you may have to cut back a little. Well, it's funny because close to home, we talk about every week or every other week or something with big golf tournaments. A guy that we like, Ricky Fowler. You see him in more commercials now than you see him on a leaderboard. 
Yeah, like, no, he for got sure. So much money now, like he's like. Isn't that funny that Ricky Fowler becomes the most the most popular guy on social media, and then his game actually goes into the shitter? You know what I mean? I I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that's kind of how it goes more often than not. Jordan Spieth, nobody knows who he is. Wins the Masters, wins the U.S. Open, wins the but yeah, becomes the most popular player in sports. His game turns to shit for three years. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence. That's why you give Tiger Woods so much credit. Amazing, right? It's, it's insane. Yeah. What a 12, 15 years of just nonstop, <laughs> like 10, Christ. 15. Like, but the, right, you this, wanna, is, this is what makes those greats so special. Do you want to answer your sister? Uh, there's a, well, they're all getting the me. Well, but that's my point. Like, if you were, so uh, Leona Colasano says uh, they also aren't getting the media pressure. But my point is, if you weren't spread so thin, you can handle the media because the media is, especially for the top athletes, the media is always like Ledecky was getting media attention, but he wasn't making McDonald's commercials. He wasn't making FedEx commercials. He wasn't making Nike commercials. Like he's not being asked to do documentaries on his life. You know, you you just you can only do so much in, in, in every 24 hour period. And I just feel like in an effort to maximize your value while you can, you end up running yourself into the ground. That I, th- I feel like that. And on top of it, this is a time and an age where you're encouraged to talk about your mental health, whereas previously it was more of like stiff upper lip. I'm very yeah. much a stiff upper lip guy yeah. Yeah, to yeah. a degree. Okay, so that's why I'm saying I don't know, I don't know Simone Biles, and I, I believe her because – like I said, she's got 27 gold medals between the Olympics and World Championships. So it's not like she's buckled all the time. This is new. Like, yeah, I haven't seen right. this. You, nobody has seen this from her. But as far as media, she's been having the media attention for almost 10 years. So the media attention and the media pressure isn't new for her. The media pressure isn't new for Naomi Osaka either. It's just negative media pressure because it was always like, oh, she's so cute. Look at her. Oh, she's so great. Look at her. Now it's. Oh, what do you think about Donald Trump? Oh, wh- what do you think that half the country disagrees with you? Oh, you don't want to answer those types of questions. That's the problem. That's the difference. So, you know, but the other side of it is if all you did was tennis or or if mostly what you did was tennis or mostly what you did was gymnastics, you can handle that stuff. But when you're spread so thin between so many companies you got to remember, there's someone who has to answer those calls and then has to bring those calls to her and say, hey, do you want to do this for McDonald's? Hey, do you want to do this for Amazon? Hey, do you want to do a documentary on Netflix? Hey, do you want – they all take time. They all take energy, and it just spreads you thin. You know, the old you can't burn the candle at both ends. And they're all – if you look yep. at – I just yep. – I think it has to be that because you don't see that in the surprise gold medal winners and you didn't see that from the Toronto Raptors. You didn't see, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't see it. You didn't see that from Milwaukee. The pressure's just as high. Yeah. Yeah, The pressure's just as high to win a championship for those, but, but they're not spread so thin because they're not the best. But LeBron James, Michael Jordan, you know, you go down the list, KD and and now with Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka, you think of, um, uh, who, who, who did you just say Naomi Osaka beat? Serena. 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 You think how long and she was and how great she was making clothing lines. She dealt with the media all the time. She did and never buckled. Dude, she's in her 30s still playing tennis. It's bananas, right? Yeah. She never buckled. She never caved. Um, so it's a miracle that she didn't because she it was spread thin. 
But some people, everyone has different tolerances. And I think, I think some of these athletes are just spreading themselves too thin and they can't take it. I'm not going to bash her for bailing if she doesn't feel, if, frankly, if she doesn't feel safe. You know, if you don't feel safe in the water, you just lose. If you don't feel safe on a triple Lindy flip on a floor exercise or on a yeah, vault, really just hurt. snap yeah. your neck and be, you know, be in a wheelchair to rest of your life. So I'm not going to kill her for that. If she feels like she can't do it, I believe her. I just, I don't like the reason why. And I think the reason why is because they spread themselves too thin. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I just wish that it just sucks that. Yeah, it sucks for us. You've been waiting for four years. For, <laughs> this year, five, yeah. and then this is probably a four, and then she, she might regret it down the road, you know? Not that she can help it. I might not think she can, she's going to help it, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, like, and regret is a bitch because regret like you is did, stick you with you for the rest of your life. One way or another, you didn't yeah. perform. So. Yeah. You would like to think, like, you know, do some – meditate, you know, listen to – like, figure out a way because, yeah, your your opportunities are limited – um, I breathe out of my mouth. That happens all the time. Eddie yeah, I said sleep it. when I, I breathe out of my mouth. Oh, I sleep. Absolutely, yeah. I breathe out of my mouth all the time. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, I, I get it, and I don't like it, and I would have liked to. I would like to think that she could have toughed it out, but I think the reason is is because she spread too thin, and the only way to do that is kind of reduce reduce how much other stuff you do i just think yeah. it becomes your curricular activity whatever i just they think say it's too that, much yeah. again i get it but if if you don't want this to happen then you got to be a little more fo a little more mono focused on what you're doing it's hard though it is hard it is it, it's it's hard because like you said you got you have, you have a small window to make mm -hmm. your money and then what do you do after you retire it's hard you know it's like yeah it's tough uh, Sh K Kelly Shrug, what the hell's her name? Something. Kelly Shrug, close. Kelly yeah, yeah, Shrug. Kelly yeah. Shrug. Yeah. I don't know how she makes money now. I, mean, I don't know. If she's a freaking teacher. Maybe she might be a yoga instructor. I don't know. It ain't. It ain't seven hundred fifty thousand dollars from McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? So I get it. I totally, totally get it. I mean, I just think you need to be a little smarter about it. And here's the other thing. I'm just gonna say this again. These, Social media too. These man, people tough. aren't making their decisions on their own. They have people talking to them. They have people whispering to them. They have people counting on them for their income. Hey, what's one more endorsement? Hey, why not do a little something for Kohl's? Why not do a little something for, you know, Target? It's only one more day. Yeah, that one more day is one day you could have had true. rest. One day yeah. you could have only done gymnastics. Like, it's just they spread themselves too thin. That's my belief. And, uh... And I think it proves out, like I said, when you look at other athletes, because they they don't have the endorsements, they don't have the things that are spreading them so so thin. And you know what, too, like they also have an off season. You know, our athletes are like major sports. But is there anymore? There's no off season. Time. There's no well, off season from social media, and this is part of what that's, I, that's part of what I said to you. Like they're at it all day, every day. Damian Lillard, there was there was rumors. That he was willing to give up money to be traded to a contender. And he's on Instagram and he's on Twitter saying, bruh, these guys think I'm going to give up some bread. Seriously? He was on Twitter. That takes time. That takes mental energy. He had to think about that. That bothered him. That's spreading you thin. You're doing that while you're at the Olympics, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's yeah. we all have a limited amount of resources that we can that we can hold on to and reach to and dig into. And I think they all probably use it use too much. And then they don't have enough when it comes to being on the court or on the field or on the whatever right. or in the pool right. or whatever. 
27 in the books. Do you have anything else you want to add to this? I don't, man. I think uh, I think we hit a lot of topics today, a lot of things on people's minds, and uh, enjoy the Olympics, the rest of it. We didn't even mention how our NBA players lost to France. Well, I think that's... That's that. we, well. Let's let's wait till they lose again, and we can hit both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Episode number twenty-seven. Who do you have as some of your favorite number twenty-sevens? This was a weird no. one. I didn't think there was great twenty-seven I, I, options. Number number five for me. I got Juan Marichal, Hall of Famer, ten-time All Star, and a no hitter in nineteen sixty-three for the San Francisco Giants. I got Rudy Gobert, the man who made COVID popular with the NBA by <laughs> ha- by getting it first and then spitting on and touching every microphone. Rudy Gobert, and then wanting Donovan Mitchell to kill him at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's your number four? Uh, number four, I got Catfish Hunter. Mm. For the Kansas City and Oakland A's, the New York Yankees, Hall of Famer as well, eight-time All-Star, five-time champion. Threw a perfect game. Cy Young and a perfect game in 68. Yeah, he was a really good pitcher. Uh, my number four was Fred McGriff. Two crime to- dog. You know, the crime dog. You know, I never would have known this. I love when I f- when some of these athletes that we look at, I learned something about them that I didn't know. Like, I always knew Fred McGriff was a really good player. He's a two-time home run champion. Like, he twice yeah. he led the league in home runs. That's that's impressive, man. I didn't know that gentleman. about him. What's that? Skinny gentleman. Yeah. Nice wrist but he just had that. Four. He had that left-handed. It yep. was perfect swing for home runs. Number three? Number three. Bro, number three for me. Denver Broncos whole career in one year with your New York Jets. Hall of Wait, Fame who did you say? Steve Atwater. Steve, Steve Atwater. Atwater. I, I, I knew it. That's why I skipped him because I knew Denver Bronco, you were going to go ahead. Time, two-time Super Bowl champ, eight-time Pro Bowl, two-time All-Pro. All right, so Dave Riley, David Riley had made a comment earlier in this uh, podcast, and I'm going to throw some love to his dad on this one. I Back in the day, there used to be the uh, kickoff classic at the Meadowlands oh, at, yeah, at Giant absolutely. Stadium. I used to go every year. And I went there one year with my friend Jason Riley and his dad. And Mr. Riley at that game, Ohio State had played. And at that game, Mr. Riley said, that guy's going to win the Heisman Trophy. And I'm like, he ran for 200 and something yards that game. And I'm like, you're crazy, dude. He's not winning the Heisman. Eddie George ends up winning the Heisman that year. And I got to throw some love to Mr. Riley for nailing that one on the head. I think he called the one the year before with Carson Palmer. Did Carson Palmer win the Heisman? Yeah, but after that. It was after? I think it was a year after. A year or two after. I think he called them both. I'm going to be honest with you. I think he called them both. But Eddie George, number 27. See you, Eddie boy. Eddie's out. Uh, Number two for me, one of my favorite players as a baseball fan for the Montreal Expos and the LA Angels. Vlad Guerrero. Oh, my God. That was my number two now. also. You see his son kicking ass now. Yes. Hall of Famer, nine-time All-Star, 2004 MVP, and eight-time Silver Slugger. Greatest bad pitch hitter I've ever seen. If I'm not yes. mistaken, he actually hit a ball that bounced before he yep. hit it. He hit it for a home run. Uh, never seen that happen. He was he would be he would hit a home run or a double off the wall on a ball that was in the other opposite batter's box. Insane. Yeah, that 57 feet like he's playing cricket. You talk about bat control. Unbelievable. Like hand-eye coordination. Crazy. I don't want to assume we have the same number one. We don't. We always have some crazy guy. So I'm going to go with Mike Trout, number one. His career is not even close to being over yet. Eight-time All-Star, three-time MVP, Rookie of the Year, seven-time Silver Slugger, and he turns 30 next week. Yes, Mike Trout, probably the best player, uh, uh, not named Otani in Major League Baseball, happened to be on the same team, surprisingly enough. 
We just talked about him. The guy just plays baseball and goes home, does his thing. Uh, just, it's hard to yep. say. And down here in South Jersey, he's a South Jersey guy. He's practically a god. Um, yeah, he deserves to be number one. But he's not my number one. You already mentioned my number one because I just love the name. And then when you mention the statistics, he deserves to be number one. <laughs> Mr. Catfish Hunter is my number one. It's one of those names where you just say, how the hell did he get a name like that, huh? <laughs> now, he's an older guy, so we know catfishing is something very different these days. Uh, yeah. Mon Mon Monte Teo, or whatever the hell his name is, right? <laughs> yeah, Monte. <laughs> Thinking that his online girlfriend is a real person, but they weren't. Um, I think his girlfriend's behind you right now. Yeah, <laughs> might be. Woo that felt good. Um, but yeah, Catfish Hunter, you mentioned all the statistics. Great pitcher. Much better. Again, this is another one where I say, wow. Better than I thought, like better than I realized. Like yeah, there's some serious, serious statistics. Multiple championship winner, perf through perfect game, uh, really great pitcher. Cy so, Young, yeah, Cy, two times Cy Young, one time, one time. Okay, my apologies. I don't want to misrepresent his skills. <laughs> Another one of the books, my man. Pal. Well done. Yes, sir. You were all right. You did a good job of not disagreeing with me too much. It's never wise because it always comes around. How many times we got to come back and say, we told you so. We told you so. I mean, every week? It does seem that way. I always try to find something I can say, I told you so. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't, yeah. but I did. I, 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 I learned it about you about 20 years ago. <laughs> it just happens to be true also. I'm, so. just I'm just teasing. For Scott Bracey, I am Pete Colasano. You've been listening to Bump and Run, and we'll catch you guys next week. Later. Later.